right. So we're going to give this just a moment here while everybody joins. I know we're sharing out now onto a couple different platforms. So uh, no matter where you're watching, if you have any questions, um, post them. You know, we're trying to keep as much monitor on those as we can and bring them back into the session. Easiest way as always, head over to mspinitiative.com or to our Facebook. Join the session live on the Zoom and you can ask away. And, uh, you know, we'll try and answer as many of them as we can. And uh, if you are in the session, as always, you know, we monitor the chat, we monitor the QA. So if you have any questions, you want to stop us, feel free um, to uh, ask away. So uh, now without any further ado, I'm going to kick things off. So thank you again for joining us for another session of the MSP Initiative. I'm excited to be joined here by a friend and colleague, James Beyer. Worked with James for quite a while in the space. Um, you have not heard of James before. He's with a company called Bar Staffing. They have a great history in the space of hiring and recruiting um, throughout the, honestly, entire technology field in both the vendor and MSP side of business. Um, so, James, I'll let you go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit. I know uh, the Bar Staffing name's got some cool history behind it, so I'll let you go ahead and uh, take that for a second. Well, thanks, Alec. It's actually good to be back. I think we launched this program together about a month, five, six weeks ago, something like that. And, uh, so this is kind of my, my second go around at it. First time on, on uh, Facebook Live. So it's good to be here. And uh, James Beyer, uh, co-founder, chief channel development officer for Bar Staffing. We are a uh, boutique staffing and consulting firm specializing primarily in the channel space. Uh, we work primarily with uh, bars, MSPs, solution integrators of all sizes. And this is certainly a, a dynamic time to, to be in that field and certainly uh, gives us a bit of a unique lens in, in our patch. Uh, I know uh, that, that you guys at BVOIP have, have an international touch. We, we, we focus really US domestic only. So, uh, so we, we're, we come at this with a lens of what the domestic US partner uh, is looking like so, and uh, you know, again, it, it, it's it's a very interesting time in in our uh, the, the the history of our economy here. Uh, certainly, it's been a, a very robust uh, wave that we've been riding over the last probably three to four years, and you could maybe even stretch that out to to, to probably closer to, to 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 five to seven years. It's been it's been quite the boom. Uh, and then, you know, come really, I guess you can chart it to mid-March, really like that March 15th window. Uh, certainly the quarantine set in on most uh, and, and the pandemic is being realized by partners of really all sizes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, you touched on something good there. This is our second go around of this. Uh, the first session we were on our, our previous platform was a little bit hard to get to. Um, I think we had some really great content, so I want to break some of that back, and I want to touch on a little bit of what this has looked like. Um, obviously, for all of us, I think in our day-to-days, whether it's am I going to the grocery store, am I going to an office, anything, it's all down to a day-to-day -day kind of churn right now. Um, you know, when we first started talking about this, I sat down with our founder and just talked about what are the, the hot topics, what are you seeing, what do we want to bring to the MSU market, and one of the biggest ones was HR perspective, what are people dealing with? Um, you know, unfortunately, there's with, with an economic turn like this, there's a lot of differences around what if I have to get rid of people? What if I, what if things are good? What if I'm dealing with an industry that's booming yeah. and I need more people? And it's a weird time for that. So, you know, you were one of the first people I thought of to talk about 
what are you seeing? You know, so, so let's start at the beginning. When this hit, you know, we talked about it right away. You said don't stop hiring because, you know, there is definitely a, a time frame that it takes to, to get somebody through the door and, and post the job and everything like that. But um, what kind of trends have you seen between then and now? And maybe kind of talk about the differences there. We'll start with that. Well, what, what we saw really at the beginning, call it six weeks ago, was a strong push for uh, a, uh, you know, the, the work from home concept, which thankfully our channel, uh, most of our partners that we work with really embrace that strategy already. A, a, a portion, if not uh, all of their workforce was able to work and remotely support end user clients uh, from a work from home scenario. But now small to medium sized businesses that maybe didn't embrace a work from home concept or strategy were forced to do so. Uh, our channel, as, as many of our, our partners know, are at the forefront of being able to really deploy this concept, have, have clients work from home. Uh, and we saw that really for the first two or three w weeks, we, we had partners that just, they couldn't, their queues were full. Uh, they, they, they couldn't have enough talent, enough staff on hand to be able to satiate what, what their clients were calling for. Uh, we have seen that phase, I think, kind of ride through. Uh, a lot of our uh, partners now report, uh, you know, things have stabilized, uh, the, sort of the, the, the setting up uh, uh, remote offices for their clients. Uh, they've, by and large, been successful in, in accomplishing that task. Uh, and they've also been rewarded. Uh, we've seen that a lot, that, uh, you know, it, it, it has been able to really shine a light on what a, a solution provider can do for their end user clients, and it's 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 really shown through. So uh, I think in most uh, states, uh, the IT services has been deemed an essential service, but but certainly now more so than ever, uh, when you're reliant on somebody to be able to have you access your email and you can't go into your office downtown, you're stuck in your your, your home office environment. I would argue that there's very few things that are more essential than, than that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we saw that a lot. Um, what we've seen on the phone side was initially there was obviously that major craziness of people ripping phones out of the wall, just heading home. Um, you know, I think since then, and once it's calmed down, people are into this day to day and it's, it's now the norm. We're now seeing a lot of people are saying, hey, that office is empty for probably the only time it ever will be like this. You know, and I can get in there and I can rip out the infrastructure. I can do so many more projects that usually we'd be paying overtime. We'd have people coming in on weekends. Um, you know, all of that is able to be done now and set up and done so much more efficiently. Um, you know, I think that's an important thing I'm starting to see a lot of people turn to in this time. Um, you know, so I, I agree with that. I think there's definitely a big need for work right now, you know, we asked this last time, but I'd love to hear if your, if your answers changed. So if I was hiring two months ago, if I was gearing up to to put a bunch of job postings up and hiring some, some different level of techs or, or, you know, another role within the organization, do you stop? Um, you know, let's start with should I be recruiting? Yeah, it's a great question. I caught your session on Tuesday, Alec, as a matter of fact, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. And I know uh, – your guest Paul, um, you know, he was big into sort of that uh, the metricsing and and you know getting utilization out of uh, you know, out of your staff. And 
one of the things that we've seen, we have a partner, we're partners all over the, the domestic U.S., as I mentioned. Yesterday, in fact, I, I had, with an East Coast partner, uh, had a good conversation, and he, he posed a question to me. He's like, what are you seeing now? Uh, one could think that there would be uh, sort of an abundance of, of talent. But the, the fish in the pond have, have been stocked higher than maybe so than ever. Uh, but what we found is actually what's happening is the, the really, uh, really valued A players on what's called a support desk. Uh, if you've got a top performer on your help desk uh, or your knock, uh, that, that performer, that, that technologist, has now actually been elevated in the organization. They've been recognized as the top performer. Uh, they've been, in some cases, uh, you know, incentivized. Uh, hey, look, we can't, you know, here's extra money. Here's, here's a spiff. Here's, uh, you know, here's here's a bonus, to, uh, completion bonus, whatever it may be. It's top performers that that really have helped our solution provider partners be able to 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 get through this initial tidal wave of of ticket requests. Um, what we see that's, that, that sort of gets cast aside, especially over the last probably month, are sort of the lower performers, the ones that were, you know, punching the clock, uh, the ones that, um, you know, may, may have been, um, you know, for whatever reason, really strong at one particular function. Maybe it was their email guy, or in your case, maybe the phone guy. Uh, but they didn't really take an initiative or they didn't really take any type of uh, um, really proactive measures to grow themselves as a technologist. Sure, they were great at this one function, but they 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 proved for whatever reason that that they weren't willing to really expand their horizon as a technologist, and they they're the ones that, that have gone into the pond, so to speak, to fish from. So, the the really really solid A players, those are the ones that in many ways have become even more difficult. Uh, to, to engage with because a they're too busy and b uh, you know they, they've gotten some of this recognition and some of this compensation that they felt was perhaps lacking which would have enticed them to to maybe explore a new opportunity eight eight weeks ago versus four weeks ago. Yeah, absolutely. I mean that that makes perfect sense, and you know I think that's one that we'll probably see happen for a little while here. Um, you know, I'd imagine those A players are definitely being recognized and, um, you know, those are the ones who are going to be leading the project to move people home and, um, you know, all these major plays that are happening right now in the space. Um, so let's talk about that process, though. So I, I do need somebody. I'm ready to recruit. Yeah. How the heck do I go about doing it remotely? Is it Zoom? Is there assessments? I mean, what is the best way? Well, and, and I apologize. I drifted a bit from your, your question before. Yeah. So uh, if, if your metrics are there and, and let's just say on March 1, uh, you know, you had a need at whatever level that was. Uh, a normal recruiting process, non-pandemic, where we've got, you know, normal office intake and, and, and you know, people can come and go as, as, they, as, they, as they please. Uh, you know, we, we typically like to see that run in a matter of two to three weeks. So that, that, that's about a, you know, a, a 14 to 21 day churn, if you will, from, from insertion uh, through the interview process to offer. Uh, and then, uh, you know, when, once, once somebody is, is, is extended an offer, uh, the whole process takes right around a month, typically. So um, we have seen both ends of the spectrum here. 
Uh, obviously, with some of the, uh, to dovetail off your, your, your question just now, uh, what does the, the, the process look like now in a, in a COVID type <laughs> hiring environment? Uh, you know, typically we see most insertions begin with, with, with a, a phone screen or an interview, followed up by some, some level of testing, uh, maybe a, a deeper dive technical bet. And then there has always often been a, a final piece to that, which is, you know, walking the office, coming in, seeing the environment, uh, getting to see what, what, what it looks like. Uh, you know, what, what your team members, what your peers, what your subordinates, what your, what your contemporaries would look like. Uh, that piece obviously is, is challenging for a lot. Um, so we've seen it be uh, Zoom as a platform like we're on right now will, will oftentimes suffice for that. Uh, we were often big proponents of uh, getting to know uh, a, a candidate on a, on a personal or social level. We would always preach as sort of a, a final step, if you will, um, maybe a happy hour, a lunch, uh, you know, a, a dinner, oftentimes bringing your spouse along, uh, which will allow a, uh, to, the candidate and their significant other uh, to, to really get to know what the work environment's like, uh, what, what the team that, that, that your significant other would be spending all of their time with. Uh, so that, that piece has definitely changed. So now one thing I'm pleased to, to report on, uh, and I like to think of myself as an optimist, but uh, now this week uh, we're, we're in Texas, for those that don't know, we're, we're in Dallas, uh, but our, our governor has quote unquote reopened our state. Uh, and we have seen a huge influx this week of legacy partners that have reached out to us and say, you know, we, we need to add. So we've had four partners this week really coming out to us to say, okay, um, you know, it's, it's, it's time for us. And, and one of the talking points we had last session, uh, Alec, you and I, was that, you know, my prediction was that uh, at some point, you know, we're going to, you know, it's going to be flat. And then I, my hope is that we take that, that hockey stick projection up. Uh, now, I'm an optimist. I know uh, without having to be told that th this is not a blanket statement and, and make no mistake, we have partners that, 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 are, that are deeply deeply uh, affected by the pandemic. But I can tell you and in, in, in our audience that, that, that I have seen uh, an, an uptick of, of requests, unsolicited requests too, by the way, because that's another challenge we have uh, as our, our products, marketing our product uh, to, to people that may or may not be in a position to grow is tough. So we're fortunate I guess I would say blessed that, that we do work with a partner community and the partners that engage with us by and large are, are, are more mature organizations uh, by and large want to grow by and large have recognized that adding staff through a typical uh, job posting Craigslist uh, LinkedIn posting uh, is not the would probably not be the most efficient way to do it uh, in a, in a, challenging time like this and even six eight weeks ago before uh the pandemic set and it 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 it, it posed a whole different set of of hurdles to overcome so yeah no absolutely i mean it's it's definitely a weird time and, and trust me i think we all hope to see that hockey stick you know for us we're, we're channel only company so if our partners grow we grow and that's always been you know a mantra of ours from the beginning so you know, all we want to see is this economy bounce back because it helps everyone. 
Um, you know, it's interesting here that there is a lot of requests coming through, and that's great. You know, I think it, it's probably going to vary geographically for a while. I know I'm in New York. We are still very much on lockdown. Um, but, you know, I think the one thing that you hit on there that I'd like to go back to, so you talked a little bit about the people that, you know, are in that job pool today. If you find yourself there, what, you know, do you have a suggestion? Obviously, you're, going, you're trying to find the most attractive candidates in that pool, what helps somebody stick out? Um, is it, and, and the same front, if I'm an MSP on this webinar right now, and I'm looking in the, all the resumes coming through on, you know, a, a job posting site, because maybe I'm not ready to go through a recruiter, what, what am I looking for? Is there something, is certificates, yeah. is it, yeah. you know, a certain background? Good question on both sides of the fence. If, if you're a solution provider looking to add, uh, or if, Unfortunately, you are a technologist that coming out of a solution provider that may be looking for their next home. Um, you know, really what, what we like to see, what we seek, what we covet uh, is somebody that has taken a, a proactive and a serious, uh, I guess, approach to their career. Uh, we like to see career progression. Um, and if you're looking, you're starting as a, a level one uh, help desk tech or a knock technician or whatever, um, we like to see people that rise, okay? Uh, we like to see uh, people that, uh, that, that invest in themselves. Uh, I know you're very active with CompTIA. Uh, you know, they offer a, a host of certifications now, uh, none of which are, I mean, these aren't cakewalks, of course, but none are intensive boot camp ridden. It's basically just a, a, a snapshot of me capsulizing that I, I'm, I'm proficient and to some degree an expert in this one area, whether that's you know, the, the A plus, the net plus, the security plus. Uh, there, there's, there's a lot of different obtainable certifications that you can get that shows an employer, or if you are the employer looking for somebody, you know, that, that, that A plus, that means something. Uh, you know, and, and I know a lot of trade schools, a lot of uh, uh, e even some colleges and universities are now incorporating that curriculum in, into their curriculum. Uh, so it's possible in college to obtain some of these certifications while, while, while you're studying, uh, you know, or, or junior college or trade school or whatnot. So these things are not for nothing. Uh, and they're, they're not an end-all be-all by any uh, by, by any stretch of the, the definition, but I think it, it certainly is, it's an attractor to me. Uh, it's something that I look at and I like to see. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, over the last, call it five to seven years, uh, you know, we, we've seen less and less. We, we, we always like to see contiguous work, uh, hopefully, you know, well-tenured. We don't like seeing candidates that, that hop every six, eight months. Well, you know, Sure, the, the, here probably amongst any period of time, uh, certainly over the last hundred years, this could be a reason why you know you 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 lost a job. You know, there, there's 33 million Americans now that are out of work. We hate to see it, um, but certainly this could be a time and, and, and a reasonable explanation as to why you lost your job. But if you've had five jobs over the last five years and then got caught up with a COVID related uh, uh, job loss, you know, there, there, there's, there's a, there could be a lot of smoke there. So, um, so again, um, looking at a technologist, if you are one, uh, really use, 
embrace those those uh, and now online is everything. Uh, you can obtain these certifications if you're furloughed or not working right now. You know, go get an A plus certification. You know, and and time and time again, you'd hear, well, you know, I'm too busy working. I can't I can't go get uh, that certification. Now is a time where maybe you can. Uh, use that. If you're a solution provider and looking at a candidate that might separate themselves, use that as, as a variable uh, in, in a decision process. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's good you touched on that. I mean, those have gotten huge over the years. I, I've definitely seen an uptick in the, especially what comes to embracing things like cybersecurity and areas like that. It, it, I think that'll become more and more important as we move. Um, and I like that we kind of approach both angles there, you know, in the personal growth side and the um, obviously the hiring side. So if, if someone is in an organization, um, do you encourage them to get these certifications for their, their techs? Well, do you think that's it's a good reward system? I, mean, I, I, I do. I, I do believe in the argument, too, that, you know, hey, look, if you become a paper tiger, right, all you do is take tests. So there's got to be a balance with everything. But our, you know, our, our you know, the, the, the big OEM software providers, Datto, uh, um, ConnectWise, uh, Webroot, they all offer vendor certifications as well. Uh, and it entices them to get your people, a lot, lot, a lot of uh, partners may not know that, that they offer these, these training sessions, or at least they did, uh, certainly at, 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 their, at their user conference for one. And now I would, I would naturally assume that there are online portals even more so than there were before the pan pandemic, before the quarantine, that will allow you to get these vendor certifications online. And it, it probably comes with your subscription-based fee. If you have so many licenses, you probably, there is some math equation that allows you to get X amount of, of certifications through through their their your your spend your vendor spend with them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I know I've seen in some of the MSPs we work with. I've definitely seen this as a reward system, right? I mean, it might be the tech who's answering the most, uh, you know, the most tickets this month, things of that nature. I've definitely seen that when um, you know, Tom T. mentions that a lot as, as a reward system, T using those kind of certificates as listen. Further down the road in your career, it could help you here, it could help you somewhere else, but we're willing to invest in that for you know top three techs this month or things of that nature. So I, I've always appreciated that kind of model. I think it's good. I think it's always good to get people something to work towards. Um, I do want to quickly just throw over if anybody has a situation they want to ask about. Anybody, oh, and I actually just got a. There we go. That was actually just a compliment for you, Tony Francisco. Wants you to know that you're very good looking. Um, <laughs> Hey, I, but um, if anybody's going through a situation right now, you're trying to hire, you're, you know, there's, there's definitely um, some weirdness to it. If you're trying to go through that process, throw the questions in there, Q&A, chat. We're happy to go through and uh, kind of discuss some of what you're going through and how we can help. Well, I'm, first off, I think Tony was talking about you, Alec, not me. So, uh, but, uh, uh, you know, Tony's good people. We're glad he's here with us. But, uh, but yeah. Another thing I failed to mention, obviously, is is the the stimulus package, the CARES uh, Act. You know that that that's become a little bit more streamlined, uh, and and clearly, when you look at some of the conditions, which we're still sorting out, and I am by no means an expert in in the legalese, and and I, I know there's an audit that will be done to determine how much of that is actually forgiven. 
but certainly the, the, the design on that, uh, at least the, the, the payroll protection program, uh, is designed to keep small businesses, such as our channel, uh, is designed to, to, to keep our people working. Uh, and, uh, you know, as a small business owner myself, I, I, you know, we went through the process, uh, you know, we, we were very grateful that we, we had a very good, solid banking relationship. Uh, so we, we were able to, 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 to receive our loan. Uh, I've talked to many partners and we know that, that as a condition of that, and in fact, I've, I've heard some, and again, I'm, I'm not going to speak as an expert on this, but I know if you increase headcount too, there is a, at least a, uh, it's a variable in the equation that will, that will go towards forbearance of the payroll protection program. So um, certainly consult an expert on that, but that's kind of helped, I think, stoke the flames that I mentioned earlier. Uh, we've had uh, you know, a partner in, on the East Coast, one in DC, uh, and then two here in Texas that, that reached out to us this week about uh, initiating net new fresh search engagements. One, uh, because I think the, the, the stimulus package has worked to some extent uh, and has allowed and freed up cash flow for them to be able uh, to, to, to add staff and maintain that staff. And two, simply put, that the need is still there. Uh, I mean, if they needed them in February, you're, you still need them in May. Uh, so we're very fortunate in our industry. We're very fortunate in our channel that, that we are here uh, to support other small businesses. I think we touched on this uh, last time too, you know, we're entrepreneurs supporting entrepreneurs. So in, in some regard, uh, you know, I think there, there's, a, you, know, a, you know, some camaraderie there, some, 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 some brotherhood, if you will, uh, that, that goes into the work that, that, that the MSP does for their end user client. Everyone's in it together. The MSP is a crucial, critical part of the success of that small to medium-sized business. They can't do it without them. Uh, and, and now, uh, I'm, I'm glad to see. I've seen some some petitions floating around that that the, some of that stimulus dollars can go to your managed services. I'm not sure if that's gone through or not yet. I, I know I personally have, have signed up with a few of those myself, uh, but I, it's only a matter of time. Yeah, absolutely. I, I saw it going around too, and that's actually a great point. I, I know I signed that about a week ago or so when it hit my feed, you know, I'd love to see that because it's definitely a part of the infrastructure of our economy that definitely doesn't always get as much attention as it should. Um, and you're right, a lot of these businesses will fail without the MSPs behind them. I mean, I've seen horror situations on the end client side that, you know, definitely need that MSP touch. Um, yeah, now we did get a question through here. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, is it a buyer's market post-COVID with the unemployment being so high versus pre-COVID with the unemployment numbers being historically low? And if so, how aggressive can the math get? So, so good question. Um, so again, what, what's happened now is there's what I like to call a white noise problem, uh, that, that uh, things become saturated, oversaturated now. Um, for those, I don't, I, whoever asked that question, I don't, you, you may have, posted a job or had experience posting a job uh, pre-pandemic. Uh, and now with the automation tools that are out there for resume distribution on a mass level, use, using just a keyword uh, scrub uh, was, was, was intense. Uh, we, we've experienced that now, you know, during and as we're getting through the crisis, that, that resumes, have, will, inflow of resumes will, will increase 
five, maybe tenfold. And what that does, again, is it, is it muddies the water. Uh, it, 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 it loudens the white noise. So it becomes less and less likely that a job posting is going to net you the candidate that you're, right, that, that, that you're actually seeking, uh, simply because the, the numbers are going are, are to be that much more, exponentially more now with, with unemployment so high. So it's going to be a little bit more difficult, yes, uh, it's somewhat of a buyer's market. It's going to be much more difficult to actually kind of get through the, uh, you know, the, the trash, the trashy, the white noise to, to actually find that diamond in the rough. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, that's actually a great point. I mean, we're talking about this, this huge curve. I mean, we were at a historically low time, and I'm sure, honestly, that was not an easy time to recruit in um, to go into today. When you look at the recruiting process, do you think in the future, post-COVID, that we're going to see this remote interviewing be a little more common? Do you think that people, I know I saw today just, uh, just a little while ago on Facebook, somebody was posting about uh, devices that can go on the door of your office just to check each person coming through for a fever. Sure. And I think we're definitely going to live in higher, tense worlds with that. Yep, I think you're going to see that at airports, at stadiums, concert venues. Uh, I, I definitely think that's coming. So, uh, and and again, I think that's a small sort of dovetail microcosm of, of the innovation that 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 our our just technology in a whole can provide. Um, the, the process itself, as you as to to your point, Alec, of is this going to radically change the way we we interview? I mean. Uh, D depends on, on, on how you define radical. I, I, I think that the interview process by and large will remain mostly intact. And again, no two processes are alike. I, we, we've, I've preached this for, for many years. If you have a process that works for, for you, that's great. Uh, if, you if you are finding some difficulties, you're just not able to grab that right, that right Hire you've you've done this two or three times you've had to churn it and backfill it well then you know certainly there are ways to 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 augment that some suggestions that that we could provide or other uh, resources could provide uh, but I I see the process more or less being the same again with that that one caveat that 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 final touch that last step of hey walking in you know being able to actually get into the office and and immerse yourself in in, in that culture for a two to four hour window as you, you know, as you make that final choice and they make that final choice on you. Keep in mind, an interview is always a two-way street. When a candidate interviews, they are interviewing uh, the client just as much as a client is interviewing a candidate. Um, but but that, that, that piece definitely will change. Uh, I, I think it, it's, it's going to be more and more difficult to post an ad and, and, and get that right hit. Um, not impossible, but I, I do believe that, that it's going to be more challenging uh, with a very high unemployment number that, by the way, I, I do believe will come down significantly quickly once hospitality gets back up and running, uh, once the service industry, uh, uh, restaurants and bars, I think you'll see that number come naturally down. Uh, and I was going to mention earlier, I, we have some partners that do are heavy it's supporting in the hospitality field. And I know those solution providers are, are, are feeling this. And, and, and you know, again, we're, we are here to help in any way that I can 
uh, it, it's challenging for, for those, those the, not only those channel partners, the solution providers, but their end users. Restaurants, bowling alleys, movie theaters, these, these things that are kind of the fabric of Americana, they're, they're hit hard, so. Yeah, absolutely. No, and, and that's definitely something we're going to see, I think, for a long time, unfortunately. You know, hopefully, we'll, we'll find the right programs to bring them back. Um, you know, one thing you touched on there was the interviews. And uh, we actually had a question come through. We had a couple questions come through. The first one was around um, if I'm out there and I am looking for a job, which I know we touched on a little bit earlier on that certification side. Um, but I always like to try and give people something they can take away from this. So let's hit this both in the employer and the employee side. Um, resume tips. I think resume tips um, is the first big one we should tackle. The second one would be interview questions. I think both of those are always kind of weird ones. The weirdest question I ever got in an interview was what type of tree <laughs> would you be if you were a tree? Uh, so I've heard some weird ones. Some are really effective to show somebody's personality. Some just kind of seem a little pointless. But, you know, let's take those two. We'll start with the resume. Um, if, I'm, if, if I'm on the street and I, and I need to put together a good resume, we'll, what are some tips you give? And then on the employer side, what am I looking for? Great, great questions, by the way. So, uh, and the resume, it's, I, I can tell you nothing is more maddening when I receive an eight page resume. So I like to, when, when you look at, the, at a resume, whether you're a, a, an MSP reviewing a resume or a candidate putting one together, let's use the KISS theory, the keep, keep it simple, stupid. Uh, there, I remember in college a few years ago when I was in college, uh, I had a professor that told me, I, I know of Harvard educated doctors that have one page resumes. It stuck with me in all these years now. So, uh, so believe you me, you have people that try to mesmerize and I get it now. Again, I, I mentioned it before with the automation piece, you want to have that keyword in there as many keywords as possible. Uh, but, but again, I, I always appreciate, and I know I, I hear partners tell me all the time, a clean, crisp, concise resume. Don't feel the need to overbake a resume. Uh, and it's, it's oftentimes it, it'll backfire on you. Uh, an example could be you did a, a physical to virtual email migration 10 years ago. So you list on there that, that, that you are a, you know, you, you've done a migration, you've done, uh, you know, you're, you may be overinflating your, your experience with, let's call it exchange or Office 365, when in, in reality you were a very small piece uh, or you did this once. So framing up a resume to make it look like that, you, that you're, we call it baking a resume, overinflating what it is at, at whatever level, it, it most oftentimes will backfire on you because employers will, will, oh, wow, I'm looking for this exchange guy. This guy's done this. They're going to go right to that piece. So uh, typically when an MSP or, or a client, a partner uh, does an interview, they're, they're interviewing from their, their position of pain. Well, what's, what's wrong? What am I not getting from this candidate right now? What, what, am I, what do I strive to improve upon on this particular role? Okay, well, if they see that in a resume, that may get you the interview, but then you, you simply fall right on your face. So, uh, so that's really some really basic, quick advice on a resume. Um, keep it simple, stupid. I like them crisp and clean. Um, and if you have gaps, a resume gap, both sides of the fence, 
when I see a resume gap, if somebody worked from March, ended their job in March of 2019 and didn't start again till uh, November of 19, I naturally think they were in prison. So that's a bit of a joke, but uh, you know, when, when you see a gap like that in there, of course there's a month or two that, that doesn't need to be accounted for, but when you have a significant gap, let's call it six months or above, uh, that's something that, that, that you need to, uh, to, to figure out a strategy on. Now, I don't like unemployed for six months in there. So um, we, can, we can go offline, certainly give advice on, on some, some, some topics and some, some areas where I've seen some improvement on that. And, and certainly employers, most do it anyways, but I, I always look at that with a grain of salt. What was going on? What happened here? Um, sometimes a, a family member gets sick and you take a sabbatical. Okay, um, you know you can you can wordsmith that and frame that up so it's so it's so it's pretty evident. So um, so both sides of the fence. Keep it simple, stupid, uh, crisp and clean, contiguous employment. That's that's my advice on on resumes. Um, interview tips. Um, these are great one. This is a great question too. Uh, and, and let me go from, from the candidate first. Uh, candidates so oftentimes get, get a sterile black and white job description. Uh, when we work with candidates, we do a very good job of, of making sure that they have the actual job description and more so than the job description, this is what the client is looking for, okay? So when you interview, you don't need to read back the alphabet soup. We're looking for you know, uh, level two help desk, Knows automation, knows RMM, uh, knows BDR. You know, so that that's not what we're looking for. Um, that, that that should, to some degree, be a given. Um, we'll we'll prep them and give them sort of the the sizzle is what we like to call it on on what the role is, and that's something that that candidates often fail to do. Now, there's a couple of reasons for that interviewing itself is not a natural process. Get it. To some degree, you're bragging about yourself. Uh, to some degree, you know, you're kind of laying yourself up naked in front of a prospective employer, somebody that 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 could be there to, you know, really shred you. Um, and I'll, I'll get to the employer side on this in a second. So, um, but uh, you know, make sure that 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 you know the role uh, that hopefully you, you've been able to to do your research on the client. How many times have I heard from MSPs? It's like. You know what was most impressive about your candidate is that they actually knew our website and they were able to tell me where we were physically located. Uh, it, it, is, it is crazy how many people don't take that step, that five to 10 minute step, uh, you know, of, of, you know I, I do this on, you know, when I'm, when I'm looking up, you know, TV shows. I, I know George has, I've seen him talking about uh, uh, Westworld, which is awful. Uh, you know, I would, I would, I would <laughs> research that. Very disappointed, season three, by the way, George. Uh, but, but it, it, it's, it's, it's crazy that people don't take that, that five to ten minute step of just figuring out, going to the website. People brag. MSPs are really good. They're dynamic about putting this information out there. Do a LinkedIn run. Go to LinkedIn. Look at their leadership team. You know, it's information now is is at your fingertips. And my my 14 year old son could could very easily uh, you know find out all this information just by a quick Google search. So take that step. But believe it or not, if you know who they are, you know what their leadership team looks like, you know where they're physically located. You know, you know, do a Google Maps. Oh my God, it's right by the mall. Oh my God, it's right by my mom's house. You know, it's you know those little nuggets. You know, those can those can really really separate you.
from from a candidate pool. Uh, from the employer side, from the employer side, we too oftentimes see this. When you're interviewing a, a, a candidate, we advise interview to actually hire, not to disqualify. So you want the person to interview well. A lot of times we get partners that again think they you know that they that they may have the secret sauce that uh, you know they want to they want to trick they want to throw all these uh, you know they want to give you a Rorschach test in, in the first initial call they want to see if you'll if you'll fall into their bear trap uh, so the advice I always have go into an interview especially if you're working with with a firm like Var Staffing uh, that, that that is designed to bring you qualified candidates well you can assume that if they get there that there's been a level of due diligence that, that your staffing partner has gotten you to. Now, if you are doing an ad response that came in off a of Craigslist or a, a, a you know, crew builder posting or whatnot, maybe you do want to add in a couple of more layers or, or, or bear trap type questions. But if they're coming in through a partner, and I can speak for our staffing to know that the diligence that we provide, even the one, one insertion, one submittal, uh, it, that, that is a tremendous amount. Of, of, of horsepower up here, of man hours up here to get you even one candidate. Let's interview that candidate in, 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 you know, with, with the ideal, with the intention of hiring them. Not to trick them up and say, oh, gotcha, uh, but, but because this is a qualified candidate, they look qualified or you wouldn't be interviewing them. Uh, and, and I think if, if more MSPs take that approach, uh, interview to hire, not to disqualify, I think that this, the, you'll see that, that the success rate will go up. That's not to say that every, every interview will go perfect or you should get over yourself if they don't do well in the interview. No, just have the right approach when you're going in. Absolutely. So we had a couple questions come in. One that, that relates to that, so I'll ask that one first, which is how many interviews are necessary and what's going to be considered overkill? Sure. Another great question here. So love the audience here. This is, this is a good little uh, thing you've got going, Alec. So, uh, but, but a, a good, a, a, I can give you frame up what I would call best practices, okay? And that's gonna vary from any client. Uh, but typically we like to see a, a three-step process. Uh, step one being some level of an initial uh, vet. And typically we see that being a soft skills, maybe a cultural fit, getting to know them, you've already got a resume, so it's a little deeper than that, okay? Step two, probably some level of technical testing. Uh, we see some partners that, that will actually, you know, do a technical test. Some before the crisis were embracing a um, sort of a, a fix-it philosophy, uh, coming in and uh, breaking a computer and saying, okay, sit, come into the conference room and get, Get this onto the internet or, or get email up flowing using using you know this criteria so actually having somebody do a technical test or you know here's a scenario uh the ticket comes in how, how do you handle that scenario so that's step two uh step three would then be a deep dive technical vet uh coupled with uh a and what used to be we would call a face-to-face Maybe that's Zoom now, uh, but really an intensive scrub. So really three steps is what we typically like to see, what we, we preach best practices. We have some partners that are one interview and, 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 and that's it, one interview. And that's, that's a mature relationship that we've grown into and, and they, they trust our staffing to, to be able to bring candidates in. And if they, if they get through the interview, 
it's a done deal. We have other partners that, that do a six or a seven step. So I would, I would consider that to be overkill. But at the end of the day, uh, I am not the one that is in charge of a hiring decision. Uh, mature, sophisticated MSPs have a process. As I mentioned earlier, I'm here to help consult if needed. But uh, I'm certainly here. I'm not here to tell you your process as well. Absolutely. So um, on that, we actually had a question that came through. If I have my employees right now, I know everyone's kind of feeling uncertain, like we said about many areas of life with the day-to-day -day of the virus. What is a good way for me to aim to retain my, you know, my talent? Let's touch on that, you know, during COVID and then post. What are some ways you work with MSPs all over the country? Who's really good at retaining talent? Maybe it's benefits package, it's in-office features. Um, so let's talk to that with the remote workforce and then the in-office. Sure, sure. So uh, retention is, is always, you know, sort of the, it, it goes hand in glove with what it is that we do. It's, it's sort of a uh, canard that, that, that what we do is, you know, revolves into or, it, or involves uh, retention. It, truthfully, it doesn't. What, what, what firms like our staffing do uh, is we provide access to unique qualified candidates that a partner, a client, might otherwise not be able to access. So really, the service that we provide is the introduction of a candidate. Okay? Uh, and what happens there, we become stewards of, of the process. We help flow communication, logistics, things like that. But really, the act that, that our staffing performs, uh, our, our true service is simply the introduction is introducing that, uh, that, that candidate to that client. So retention is always dovetailed, connected to that, uh, that endeavor. We know that. So, uh, so we have seen some clients, some partners that we work with uh, that, that, that we believe do have some really good retention tools. Uh, you know, that's probably a much deeper philosophical conversation than we, than we have time a lot for today. But by and large, I will say, and I've touched on a couple of these things already, um, it can't just be money. And if it's just money, it's, it, it is the, that's, that's the wrong retention strategy. I'm just going to throw money at these guys. I, you know, I can't lose them. I'm just going to throw money on them. What, what a, a modern candidate, those eight players we referenced earlier in, in, in the session, those candidates are looking for opportunities, growth opportunities, uh, opportunities to, to maybe acquire skills, certifications that, that are documentable, uh, opportunities to, to, to really better themselves uh, as a technologist, okay? Um, so I, I always see the opportunity to, to really become a, a mentor or a shepherd in the process that that is a really good, and it's practically free uh, to do that. Now, there may be some cost if you have to buy some coursework or some certification stuff, but if you take that, that concerted interest as an employer and say, and tell that technologist, look, I, I want to invest in you. What, what is it that you want to do? Do you want to take your career towards security? Do you want to take your, your, your career towards sales? Do you want to take your career towards uh, uh, implementation uh, projects? whatever that may be, and don't tell them where this is where we think you would be good at, ask them, let them come to you and say, you know, I, I really, I, you know, cyber is really taking off. I, I'm, I'm, this is what I want to do. This is my passion. And then work backwards, find a way, let's find a way to get you. 
uh, uh, into that cyber path because I've seen this a lot. I, I suspect some of these people asking questions as well. You've got a guy that's that, that's your that's your ticket killer, and, and he he is you know he's your ninja and he's killing it. You cannot afford to lose that bandwidth on your help desk, even though that particular uh, resource really wants to go on another track. He's just he's just too good at his job right now. So I can't even consider moving you on until I find somebody that can you know pull pull your slack when when you move along. That's the quickest way to lose an employee, in my opinion. So uh, it, when it comes to retention, have a genuine interest in in, in your employee where they want to go. What is that career path? Let them tell you and then try to work a way together to get there. Absolutely. No, that was a great answer. I, um, I've been looking through, we have a couple of questions here. I want to see how many we can get through and then uh, if anybody else has any questions, drop them in now. We're going to try and prioritize and we'll just move through them. Um, so one here is actually a pretty interesting one. I've heard it mentioned a couple of times. Um, you know, with all the happy hours and stuff going on right now. What about the concept of MSPs who are maybe in similar circles, user groups, peer groups, et cetera, together, uh, making sure that their employees land in a friendly place, they do have the shed head count. Yeah, great. So what, so what are your thoughts on that? Great, uh, uh, great question. And, and you know, I know that we were both involved with the IT Nation peer group community known as IT Nation Evolve, formerly known as HTG. Uh, and obviously, those, those peers are in non-competitive markets. So if you've got a peer group of 10 MSPs, there's, there's not two Dallas MSPs in that peer group. So, uh, so again, being able to access that network using our, our channel community, uh, peer groups like HGG and Taylor Business Group, there's, there's, there's others out there as well. You know, these are great resources. And, and trust me, if you have to go through that, that story propagates. You know, hey, I was working with uh, you know, Acme MSP, and they did a great job. And he put in the word for me, and I was able to have a soft landing at, at ABC MSP. Uh, and I really owe it to that guy. And being able to, to have that story, and I know that's something that the IT Nation of All Community preaches, but being able to do that, uh, being able to, uh, uh, to, to reach out, uh, you know, most of the people on this call, I suspect, use ConnectWise or Autotask for automation. Uh, those are two robust user group communities that, that we typically engage with, although probably not this year, uh, certainly at a, uh, uh, as we have in past years. But, but certainly, it, it is a, um, it is a it's, it's pretty easy to find some other ConnectWise users, you know, in your region that you may be able to reach out and, and land, soft land somebody. So, uh, we hope that you don't have to walk down that road or make that choice. And, and of course, then, then you're walking a line. Do I strengthen? If I've got to get rid of a really good guy. Do I strengthen a, a, a potential competitor? Well, again, you know, that therein lies the rub, uh, culture, investing in, 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 in a, an employee, um, if it's transactional, if it's, if it's truly a cultural uh, long-term play. Absolutely. One thing I've seen MSPs in certain spaces, I think these are the scenarios that'll work a little bit better, but I've definitely seen MSPs that maybe I only deal with vertical or banking. And if any other work comes to me for schooling, I pass it up to this MSP. And I think that's, you know, one of those scenarios where this idea can work really well. So I appreciate whoever brought that up. Um, I had another interesting one that came through. What do you think about the crossover of MSPs into the vendor area or vice versa? 
So I think it's just off the cuff, um, a little dangerous. Um, again, I'm, I'm to some degree I'm agnostic because clients come to me uh, and, and you know, we, we work at, at the discretion of our clients, uh, make, make no mistake. So if they want to do that, uh, if it's their, if they have a business model, if they have a strategy that takes them in, into that sandbox, then, then so be it. Um, I think it's, it's, it's a little, it's a little dicey. Uh, one of the things I, I love about our channel is, uh, is, is, and I've mentioned this a lot, is sort of our camaraderie that we have. Uh, and then we do come together at IT Nation or DataCon or ChannelCon, uh, and we're able to collaborate. Uh, and peer groups that, that we mentioned earlier are, are specifically designed so our entrepreneurs that, 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 that are, that do lead our industry, can sit there and, and share those ideas with other like-minded peers that are not necessarily in a competitive environment, but that, that, that are there and, and, and you know, you, it, it does provide a great sounding board uh, to be able to, uh, uh, to, to, to bounce ideas off one another. You know, kind of blurring the line of, of supporting, uh, you know, channel only, of, of straying away from that. You know, it, I, I think it, it, it could be dangerous, but I can't paint that with a, with, with a full brush. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's something I think, I think we've seen a little more over the years, but um, always, always interesting to get different perspectives and obviously with you placing MSPs all over the place, it's, it's good to uh, kind of hear your take on it. So I think that actually was our last question. So I'll leave this open for a second, see if anybody else has any other questions. And I'll turn it over to you. Do you have, any, first and foremost, you, know, you, you touched on it a couple of times, you do a lot of consulting for this and sure. maybe it's not a full engagement, but maybe, maybe it's just, helping somebody iron out their process a little bit. What's Absolutely. the best way somebody to get a hold of you? Well, varstaffing.com obviously is our website where you can Google varstaffing and on all the social platforms, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. We're heavy on LinkedIn, so um, it's where we're very easy to find. But but to your point, Alec, yeah, this, this is a dynamic time in the history of our country, uh, certainly our economy. Uh, and what's important, I. I have two other partners. There's three partners of our staffing. I'm one of them. Um, we're, we're here to help. We're, we're, we run and operate a small business, just just like many of our clients, most of our clients do. Uh, and and you know we're in it for the long haul. Um, you know we've been around 20 years. Uh, the bar staffing brand will turn 10 10 years old in December. And yes, we will be here in December. We know that. Uh, so December 2020, we launched in December 2010. So we're proud of what we've accomplished over those 10 years. Uh, and, and we look forward to working with, with partners of every size, of, of every flavor, of every variety. Uh, and, and our mission is, I've, I've said this a couple times, we're, we're here to help, okay? So if anyone has questions and just wants to, you know, a sounding board, what do I do? How do I do this? You know, we're here for you. Uh, our team is designed for that. Uh, you know, we, we are uh, really, I'd like to say this, I hope maybe you could, you, could, you could back this up or Tony Francisco could back this up, but we like to think that, you know, we, we are really the, 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 the channel experts when it comes to talent acquisition. Really all we do, all we do is, is eat, drink, sleep, 
MSPs. So we work with over 700, we have 700 partners uh, across the domestic US. So we, we, we truly believe we're the specialists in it. Uh, we believe that the odds are high, that if you're going through some challenges, we've probably seen something like it before. And at the very least, we'd more than, be more than happy to, to engage with and, and, and talk to you about how to negotiate some of these challenges. Absolutely, I appreciate that. And honestly, I know for us, for our partners, for anyone else out there that's just confused by your process or you just need, you know, just just a follow-up to this, you know, if you, if you forgot a question or there's something about the process you want to ask about, James is a great guy, reach out. Um, definitely, they're all over LinkedIn. That's an easy way to get a hold of them. Um, so I think here we are going to start wrapping up. Um, you know, I want to thank everyone for joining us today for another episode of the MSP Initiative. Again, James, I appreciate you coming back. It's always interesting to hear what's going on in that side of the market. I mean, it's it's the side that I think a lot of people are worried about. So it's it's good to hear the reassurance and hear um, you know we're we're seeing good signs out of it. My pleasure, Alec. And like I said, I'm, I'd like to consider myself an optimist, but uh, uh, we've had a really encouraging couple of weeks here, and 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 I definitely. Uh, I, I hope, I really hope that uh, we're starting to see that 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 hockey stick, uh, you know, ascend. So hopefully we're we're, we're getting there. Absolutely. And uh, the final thing I want to say is, um, if you haven't been to one of these before, this is your first one. We're here every Tuesday and Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern time. Um, and on Tuesday we have another fun guest. We're actually gonna have Brad Gross come back. We had such a uh, resounding um, love for the last session with Brad. So he's got some unbelievable content still there. We could tap into many of his topics. He, he barely touched on last time uh, for full sessions of their own. So we're going to jump into that Tuesday at 1 p.m. Make sure to register. If you haven't yet, head over to mspinitiative.com. See that and upcoming sessions. We're updating that constantly. And uh, we'll see you guys on Tuesday. Take care, guys. Thanks, James.